This episode of the Horse Feed UK podcast has been brought to you in conjunction with the Full Course Show Jumping podcast. We want you to know that podcasts are free to listen on all good audio platforms such as Spotify, Google Play and Apple Podcasts. Hello baby. Hi guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode 8 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. It finally feels like things are getting back to normal. It's been lovely seeing all your posts on Instagram and social media out and about with your horses. Please do keep in touch and let us know what you've been up to. We've got another great episode up here this fortnight. We're here with Sam Jarab May, who's telling us all about life as a commentator and also what it's like to co-host the Full Course Show Jumping podcast with Will Fletcher. As always, we've got the social media shout-outs and our rider reviewer, this time with Jess. However, to kick us off, we're back with Amy Bolan, catching up on the latest equestrian news and gossip. Apologies, guys, in advance for the quality of this audio recording. It was windier than we realised. So, we're back again this fortnight to have a bit of a catch-up on the latest equestrian news and gossip and to hear what we've been up to. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You? Yeah, great. Thank you very much. What have you got to tell us this fortnight? Not much, really. Did we cover last time that Hoyes has been cancelled and pretty much since then everything's gone quiet? Yeah, I think we. I think I can't remember. Was it a little bit up in the air still? I yeah, don't think it, it had been, quite been cancelled. It's been confirmed that it has been cancelled anyway. Now, um, show's getting going. BSPS so were one of the first to kick off. Whoop, whoop. There's a few small local shows starting. Limited class members, social distancing. Some asking for masks, some not. I think the biggest discussion at the minute is the new ruling on body protectors for working hunter oh what's this they're saying you've got to wear a body protector basically <laughs> if you're jumping um a lot of people don't like the idea they're hoping it's not going to be mandatory for next year and it is just to cover this year but that's still up in the air for now um i think it will significantly reduce injuries it's six one and a half a dozen the other yes it can they are proven to but you can still injure yourself I've known people that have fallen off without and been fine. I know people that have fallen off with and hurt themselves and vice versa. Yeah. It's it's one of them. But they have been proven or else they wouldn't ask you to use them. Of course. Extra precaution. Yeah. Uh, so that's about it in the whole news roundup, really. But you've had a busy week, haven't you? We've had fun this week, yes. Um, the baby horse is coming on very well. Um, he's been sort of handed over to the yard owner now and she's been having a very competent jockey come up and they've been working with him together i think he's on his third or fourth time so yeah no really good really pleased and we attended our first ever in-hand clinic you did today. That and was... he didn't look like a baby horse he like a proper one he did because he was clipped out completely and he looked very even i was impressed seeing him he looked lovely once he'd had a bath and everything so yeah that was really good that was at our local riding club the numbers were kept reduced so it was a maximum of five per class and it was very well organized in terms of each sort of class was 45 minutes and there was 15 minutes for the field to be cleared and then before the next arrived so that obviously to allow for social distancing to be observed but no I found it really interesting that was with um, Sarah Leatherbarrow who's a well-known ride judge so got some really helpful hints and tips uh, very very pleased with that definitely so that felt like a very good achievement what's everybody been up to on your yard Amy have people been getting out and about yeah I've been on a working hunt well it was meant to be a working hunter clinic 
but because of the rain and everything else, we moved it to a different venue, went to Northcote doing show jumping. Ah, right, okay, I see. So I went to Northcote and me being bright as always decided to take both my girls you don't do things easily do you no no i don't but in for a penny and for a pound so caddy who's the little five-year-old c she has only ever jumped at home i only have enough poles and wings to get up two jumps so she's only ever seen one at a time because i'm not gonna lie i am lazy by the time i've dragged them out it's difficult when you're on your own with they're them. not wooden jumps they're polyg the poly type ones so they are plastic and that is all she's ever seen and we took her she's not been out anywhere and seen any different venues since before lockdown so it was March she went out and normally she's the kind of pony that gets very internally stressy goes tense goes choppy and just goes fast doesn't do anything just goes fast so I was really impressed to get her out she kept her head she did get slightly tense but nowhere near like she used to do in the past and she loved it. She was jumping absolutely everything, not even phased. So, so proud of her. Because I didn't know how it was going to go. And doing an hour's jumping, which is something she's never done before, mm -hmm. especially at five-year-old, does she have the stamina? Probably not. But she, she did it. And I was half expecting her to get round and then go, nope, down tools, done enough. I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. And she didn't. She gave me everything she had. There was a couple of jumps in there that Harmony, who have got slightly more experience, looked at that she just didn't care. So we did some planks, there was a few fillers, they were all different colours and she was brilliant. I couldn't have asked any more for her. And then I did the, we were doing 50 to 60 on Caddy and then I did the next group up on Harmony, who that was like 70 to 85. 85 is my limit. I am a wuss when it comes to jumping. And so, which is why we're trying, making the most of what's gone on and doing the clinics. So my attitude to jumping is keep it nice and low, point, kick and pray. <laughs> which, Sounds about right. Which apparently isn't the way to do it. All oh, right, there's more method to it, yeah. is there that, Amy? Wow. Yeah. So it was absolutely brilliant for me because we really broke it down, looked at stridings, uh, related distances, I couldn't have told you what a related distance was. I wouldn't have had a clue how many horses. Please don't ask me. No, it was like, you can do your research for next time. I'll, I'll ring up um, Sam or um, Will Fletcher. Yeah, the show jumping experts there can tell me what... what um... He'll be listening to this, rolling his eyes. How can you not know what a related <laughs> distance is? <laughs> but I don't have a clue. And I freely admit, jumping is not my strong point at all. So it was really, really helpful to know that Harmony's laid back at the best of times. And because she is so relaxed, she doesn't have the biggest stride, but it looks big because it's so relaxed and mm -hmm. floaty. It's not energetic going 100 miles an hour. So she does feel and look like she covers the ground. And actually, she's got quite a short stride, yeah. as we learned when we were looking at everyone else. So everyone else was doing four or five strides. We were doing seven. So there's quite a lot of difference there. And it really, really explained why when in the past I've gone, oh, we had an unlucky pole, we just got a bit close. No, actually, I've pushed on a little bit too much rather than bringing a back half stride, ah. putting the extra stride in and then taking off. Whereas I've just gone, kick, 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 pray, got in too close because I've not taken the time and that's why we've done it. So it was absolutely brilliant. And then, so that's them two. And then I've been riding a five-year-old traditional cob for a friend 
and was on went to the same clinic we did i'm did. loving all these clinics it's just such a good yeah. way to it's nice to be out with the horses but then obviously while there aren't any shows on it's such a good use of time to be sort of honing up and training and, and, yeah. and doing a little bit no definitely what was lovely about the clinics is because uh, it was at the riding club that i'm on the committee for and obviously we've had no shows this year mm-hmm. and there was some kids on the legion first ridden section who well, they were all first riddens luckily so it worked out really well but last year they were coming to the shows and they were on the lead rein and they were absolutely terrified or they just didn't know what to do and now it's like i don't want to start cantering so it was so good to see yeah. how much they've progressed and actually the lockdowns brought a lot of the kids on in leaps and bounds because they've just been able to have pony time no it's brilliant so the girls on yaya on our yard um that's anna dot showing and my men i pony they've been out and about definitely and they're i mean they've got brilliant ponies anyway but yeah they seem to be getting out and about anna's um been taking charlie out hacking at the weekend and he seems to be being pretty good and um, with the cars even though he hasn't really been hacking before she's also been working on getting his hind end more powerful in the school and making him use his use it more in transitions she said he's becoming much more responsive and his gates are much better than they were a few weeks ago and they've also entered some shows for august and they're hoping to be competing in the she novice show hunter pony he's lovely isn't he charlie he's He's just gorgeous isn't he yeah and um akisha i was on the last minute sort of sending out these requests but i know i've seen them up at the yard akisha's matchy matchy collection oh my goodness (laughs) i know i know that a coat hangers have arrived for a new rack or for all the numbness like these coat hangers like you know really expensive like for the little fly fringe ones (laughs) and stuff like that but honestly she's like the queen of matchy matchy i will ask her if i can take a photo once she's got a rail all set out oh like he's he's absolutely stunning yeah no and she's got like a, a little collection coming off um I don't know if she pinches some of her sisters, but no, no, Probably. <laughs> they're really good. And I, I know from her Instagram, which is my man, I pony, that they've been out hacking and stuff yeah. off up the lanes and they've been to a few places as well. So no, it's it's really good. It's really nice to see. Um, we've got Sam Jarab May coming up next. He's a commentator for the Full Coast Show Jumping podcast. Like with us, so they've been restricted on lockdowns and obviously yeah. with Sam being a commentator, that's it's massive. No, no. Yeah, it's like half of his sort of, you know, his work's gone type thing, but he's hoping, as we all are, that things... Um, are going to be getting back to normal and he will be joining us after this so no that's brilliant amy thank you so much have you got any shows booked for yeah quite a few right we've got shows we've got clinics we've got camps all sorts coming up i have something every weekend for the next 10 weeks so i'm back to normal and happy good and if amy's not got something for herself then she's very kindly said that she'll take me somewhere so we're gonna have plenty of updates going forward so let us know what you guys have been up to we always love to hear from you and keep up to date it's been nice hasn't it seeing everybody out and about on social media and stuff like that like seeing and it gives you suggestions and ideas as well for where you want to go and stuff. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> I, know, I know. So no, keep up to date. Tag us in on anything on Facebook or Instagram, and obviously drop us a DM as well. So until next time, that's see you soon from me and Amy. Have a good fortnight. Bye. Sam is a commentator. Something that I think we all hear a lot on the show field, but yet we very rarely get to meet the person behind the voice and Sam's been kind enough to come on and to tell us a little bit about that and his new adventure the full course show jumping podcast which he co-hosts with Will Fletcher. So Sam sorry to put you on the spot but do you want to just run us through your CV your commentator CV? That's fine no firstly thank you very much for having me it's slightly strange to be the one being asked the questions as opposed to the one asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my CV really, so far in my career, I've done Horse of the Year show. I did that for the first time last year. 
predominantly show jumping right up to the top of the sport so five star show jumping i did the london global champions tour last year that was amazing at uh, the chelsea pensioners home i do a lot of county shows um i've done quite a bit over in ireland um i'd move mainly live arena i have done some tv stuff before at the mci which is the iberian dressage masters european championships um, and that was TV that went on horse and country and also on live stream and around the world that was at, uh, sent out to America as well. So, yeah, that's sort of a brief overview of my career so far. Wow. And it sounds it doesn't sound brief at all. It sounds already like a very lengthy career. But for anybody that may not be in the know, um, Sammy's quite young. He's one of the youngest commentators, I think, sort of in the UK, if not internationally. Is that right, Sam? I'm sorry, I'm making you blow your own trumpet a bit here. No, it's He's fine. Smiling. I think I probably am, in all honesty. I know that, for example, of the bigger shows that I've done, a lot of the team that I work with are sort of 40-plus. Um, a good friend of mine, John Stokes, who's a commentator as well, he's nearly 30. Um, but I would say that most of the commentators that I've worked with at the bigger events are definitely sort of late 20s, 30, early 30s onwards, really. So how, how did you get into this? How was it something that you started out doing? I've always wanted to do it. I've always loved it. When I get, when you go to a show and you hear the commentary, it's always something that's interested me. Um, I've been doing it from quite a young age. I actually started with like just some local pony club shows um, and then went to my local show centre, Patchett's, which sadly closed down. And I just sent them an email saying, I want to give it a go. Not really thinking anything of it, just, it, you know, it's a summer job. It's something to do. Why not go and earn some money when you're still at school? Um, and I did that. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where it all started. I then spoke to Stephen Wilde, who is a very well-known voice on the circuit. He does Hickstead. He's done all of pretty much all of the big shows in the world. Um, I just sent him an email and said, I'm really interested in what you do. Could I shadow you for a day? Um, and he said, yes, absolutely. That's fine. I went to Hickstead to the Derby show and basically followed him around for the, for the day. So going to the press office, going for the course walk, following when he did TV interviews um, and then sitting in the commentary box half of the afternoon with the TV crew and then the other half of the afternoon with Steve basically admiring what he did. Mm. Uh, little did I know that actually sort of six or seven years later I'd be there commentating in that main ring at Hickstead myself. Um, but wow. It was pretty surreal really. Um, and then I was meant to do the Derby this year, but sadly that didn't happen. In fact, it was supposed to be this weekend. But yeah, uh, I, I suppose that's briefly sort of how it began. And then I went to Hartbury. That was a big, big step in my career. Um, I did all of the shows there for free, just volunteered every weekend. Um, a lot of my college and uni friends were out getting drunk on Saturday nights. I was doing research <laughs> for the shows. So yeah, I'd say Hartbury was sort of the biggest step up in my career so far yeah but you got there from just like you just described a lot of volunteering and a lot of dedication which is very admirable a testament sort of the effort that you put into how much of a career you've carved out for yourself because it is sort of one of those jobs I think that like I say we've all heard it that's why I was so interested when you said that that's what you do we've all heard of it we all hear it on the showground but yet to sit sort of hear the man behind that and how you got into it you know it's really interesting how have you found it with coronavirus how's that been for you and obviously it must have impacted massively I think it has and I think you know like any industry and and any person with a job whether you're self-employed or employed it's a different time we're living in now 
things are so different, especially with the industry that I'm in, which is sports and hospitality. It's probably one of the hardest hit industries. It is a shame, but, you know, the health of everybody has to come first. And although some of the shows that I was most looking forward to this year haven't been able to run, it is in the best interest all the spectators, the officials, the competitors. So I think it had to happen. It's a different time. I've been keeping busy, to be honest with you. I did some voiceover work, a bit of that, um, to keep sort of yeah. the money coming in and busy. Um, yeah. And then just the podcast. So it's finding new ways to keep a hand in the industry when you can't be out at events, which is what well, most of my year is spent you know, in the car driving from one place to another, really. Which leads us in nicely. So uh, you run a brilliant podcast. It's the Full Course Show Jumping Podcast, which you run with Will Fletcher. Was that something that you always had in the pipeline and the virus just gave you the time to launch it? How did you start off there with the podcast? I can't take full credit for the idea. I think Will sort of got the idea going. Um, he's been a good, good friend of mine for quite some time. You know, we met at shows and we speak when we're out at competitions and we've kept in touch ever since, really. Um, he came to me, it was in January, actually, when we were both at Addington. I was commentating, he was jumping. And he said, I've got this idea of a show jumping podcast. Mm -hmm. What do you think? And I thought at first, to be honest, I was a bit sort of not reluctant to do it, but I thought it's a great idea, but why are people going to listen to Will and I talking about show jumping when you could listen to your top riders, you know? Um, and I think actually that's what was good about it is that we have the contacts to get the riders on the show and we base it on them. Uh, so in January, the, the idea came about and we did a, like a rerun test record just before coronavirus um, the original plan, of course, was to do it with a roundup of shows. So a bit of a news station for show jumping fans um, and a rider interview. Obviously, I'm, I'm afraid the world had other plans. <laughs> exactly that. Yes. Yes. So that was sort of the idea behind it. And really, we've been quite surprised at how many people have listened and how many people really enjoy listening to it each week. So it's been something to keep both Will and I are busy, but something that we're actually looking to do in the long term, not just through the coronavirus period. It's a brilliant show. I've listened to it and I think that you've definitely got the right balance there. You've got some amazing names and people that have been on the podcast, but there's yourself and Will, which make it so personable and easy to listen to because it's obvious that you and Will are friends and you, you get on with the guests and you ask interesting sort of everyday questions of the guests, which a bit of information that I don't think you'd normally get in a, in a more formal interview, which I absolutely loved. No, thank you. I, and that's what Will and I have always wanted, is it to be informal, that people can listen to and hear a funny story and show people that, you know, we've had like Ben Mayer, we've had Scott Brash and, and John Whitaker and many others on, that they are normal people that fall off and have embarrassing moments as well as what you see of them winning that Olympic medal. It, and it definitely works. It. I'm not sure jumping and I did, I, I listened, I thought, oh, I'm not going to get many of the references or it's going to completely go over my head as just sort of more an everyday rider. But the way that it was gone about and the way that you interviewed, no, it didn't. It made me 
feel closer and and yeah see these people like you say it's not just sort of icons in a profession but as actual people as well and, and yeah brought that back to me and made me realize that I've definitely I really enjoyed that yeah are there any stories that have come out on the show that stand out to you I love my favorite question to ask guests is what people didn't know about you sort of what your average Joe wouldn't know about these top riders and some of the stuff we've got is hysterical it's really funny <laughs> my personal favorite that stands out is James Wilson's story um and he we asked him you know what is with the average person unfortunately that bit of the recording just dropped out didn't want to leave you hanging guys in case you're wondering so yeah it's um what would the average rider not know about you and we're sitting there thinking we don't know what we're going to get back Little did we yeah. know that James in his youth, well, I say youth, he's still young, but when he was younger, he was a gymnast. Um, oh. And just me and Will could not stop laughing, <laughs> thinking of James there in his tutu, <laughs> doing backflips with his, you know, pom-poms. I don't know what we were expecting, but not that. Arena Northwest is the UK's premier free equestrian magazine. Did you know that it's free to download over at arenanorthwest.co.uk? Check it out today, the latest interview with Frankie Dettori. The audience and the crowd that you have is so important in media because podcasting commentary is a form of media. And mm. my highlights from my commentary career so far are the ones where you have the crowd that are with you and there's no better feeling when you're commentating and you'll say something like, go on, give them another cheer, and the crowd go wild. It is honestly, I can't describe yeah. the feeling. It's really, it's something that you, you'll never know how it feels until you're in that situation. Have you done most of your interviews over the phone? Obviously, with coronavirus, how have you managed to manage it at the moment? And what are you going to change with the podcast going forward? Yeah, literally everything has been done remotely. It's not safe for anybody to sort of mingle in mm -hmm. the groups. Um, the other issue that we have is a lot of the riders that we have interviewed aren't based in the UK. Um, even Ben Mayer, Ben's based in the United States at the moment. Um, and obviously our, ah. our foreign guests are all over the world. So that was never really an option for us anyway. Yeah. So we do it all remotely. We use the same app that you guys use um, and people dial in and we basically, as I say, we, we interview them remotely, which is, is great. When the shows restart, it'll be different. I'll be out at shows a lot. Will will be out at shows a lot. So our plan is to take our recording equipment with us and interview mm -hmm. riders whilst we're at the show um, and also actually live report on the events of a competition from anywhere in the world that Will or I are at. Sounds fantastic. Super interesting. So people can expect you to be seeing you out and about with the podcast. Obviously, you'll still be... Um, doing your commentary and everything like that but hopefully there'll, there'll be a bit of a presence and people can maybe come over and sort of say hello to you you and Will when you're recording for the show I would hope so and that's what we've always wanted is you know Will and I are just two young guys having fun with the podcast um, and I think we both encourage that Will from a rider point of view and, and me from a commentary point of view is we're more than happy to talk to anybody that's interested in show jumping in commentating I've got some great over the years from some of the greats in the commentary world and I've taken that with us and there's so many things that I use on a day-to-day -day basis when I'm commentating that 
if anybody was to ask, I'd be more than happy to share what I've been told from we're normal people. Send us a message, ask us a question. We we're more than oh, if you see us at a show, come and have a chat. You know, we love to hear your stories about your horse or if you've given some commentating a go at a local show how you found it so if anybody wants to get in touch with you or will or they want to listen to the show the greatest voices there are in equestrian sports oh, that's a lovely lovely offer sam i'm sure that people definitely appreciate it but what are your best contact details the best thing to do is go through the podcast page because both will and i monitor that so if you just type in on instagram or facebook the full course show jumping podcast you'll be able to find all of the details about how to listen and there you can also send us a message as well and ask us any questions you have about the podcast which guests you want to see or if you have specific things that you want to ask Will and I just say who the question's for and we both monitor that account so the correct person or both of us if need be can reply if you want to get involved I would hear about the podcast or for any advice that's show jumping or commentary or anything please do get in touch as with all the guests on the show and like with those guys here at the horse feed reach out go like and subscribe have a listen to the show and let them know what you think sam thank you so much for coming on that's been fantastic no sam thank you for having me and like i said anybody that wants any advice with anything from me or will um we've not been involved in the industry for forever but we've been involved for, for some years and I've got a lot of advice from people that know far more than I do and probably ever will um, and are the voices of equestrian sports and the same with Will and the show jumping. He's been trained by some of the best sort of athletes, his parents as well, Graham and Tina. So, you know, we've got the help from the people that are willing to put the time in with us. So we're more than happy to give back to a sport and a community that's given us a career and so much pleasure as well. A big thank you to Sam there for coming on the show, telling us all about life as a commentator and sharing the love for Equestrian Podcast. We're going to be sure to get him and Will back on the show soon and hopefully we'll pick up some show jumping tips then. Up next, we've got our rider reviewer, Jess. She's reviewing Power Phaser and Insect Repellent. And then after that, we're going to be back with your social media shout outs. Find out what we've been seeing on the socials after our rider review. I'm Jess Gilson, I'm 11 years old and I have three ponies. Charlie, my competition pony, Monty, who is now semi-retired, and Ant, a very naughty mini Shetland. I am reviewing Power Phaser, an insect repellent by Leovet. Monty and Charlie are both dark bays, so horseflies are particularly attracted to them, and Monty is very sensitive to bites, so we have tried lots of different repellents and started using Power Phaser about six weeks ago after some particularly bad bites. It comes in 550 milliliter spray bottles for £17.49 and pence, or a 2.5 litre bottle for £58.60, and pence, which is cheaper and more eco-friendly. A 550ml bottle lasts about 10 days on three ponies. The bottle says that the spray lasts for 7 hours and stays on when the horse sweats. It also says that it stops ticks as well as all biting insects and flies. We have been applying the spray twice a day. It's quite potent so make sure not to spray the tin or get it in your eyes, speaking from experience. It is easier to apply with the spray bottle. We have been using it 
for six weeks now and have not had any big bite in that time so we give it a big thumbs up my instagram name is jess underscore and underscore jasper underscore eq so make sure to give that a follow thank you a massive thank you to Jess there for that brilliant rider review. Remember, guys, if you want to get involved with the Horse Feed UK podcast, you can just DM us and we'll send you the number to submit your review to. It's pre-recorded and we can edit it. You can send it in one clip or in a few. We ideally like them to be between two and five minutes long. And if you can get us some photos of the product you're reviewing, we'd love that too. As always, we don't really want anything sponsored because we want it to be genuine so that it's giving value back to our listeners, a product that you guys trust and recommend up next we've got our social media shout outs we're going to kick off with instagram we want to say a big hello to emma eventing fendi the cobs and me producing my ponies horse and finery escape from findus amy boland's native ponies tegan and blue harvey lizard clip clop lollipop jess and jasper Lindsay and jess Haley turner 12 and debbie har 83 not forgetting also Redbury Equestrian. Please head over to Instagram, check those accounts out. They're more than happy to follow you back if you give them a like and a follow too. Cracking on now with Facebook. A big shout out to Stephanie McMillan and Hannah Carter, Susanna Worley, Amy Bolin, Lindsay Riches, Anna Tanzi and Akeisha Wilkinson. They're also the Yard Girls. So if you heard the updates earlier on in the show, give them a follow on Facebook or Instagram at Anna.showing or My Men I Pony. We're next moving over to Digital Horse. That's Facebook for horses. If you've not already created an account, head on over there, add the Horse Feed UK and add myself, which is Sam, the Horse Feed UK. We want to say some shout outs here to Digital Horse themselves, Pippa Allen, Alana Little, Megan Connell, Digital Horse Dressage, Jess Johnson, Chloe Coulshaw, Equifinery, Rachel Barnett, Fionn Coates, Grace Marshall and Jessica Cummins. Hi guys, thank you again for all your likes and interaction. For anybody listening, if you're not already on Digital Horse, like we've just said, head over. It's free to sign up, whether you're a rider or whether you've got an equestrian business. Also, remember, the Horse Feed UK is a community podcast. Without you guys listening and interacting, telling us what you want to hear and sending us your reviews, there wouldn't be a podcast. So hit us up on any of the socials or at the website, thehorsefeeduk.co.uk. We're super excited as our brand ambassador search for 2021 is now live. It's free to register. And again, you don't necessarily have to have a horse to take part. We were really looking forward to applications from all over the UK. There are going to be 21 regional brand ambassadors. Head over to the website and check out the details. If you've got any questions, you always feel free to message. We've also launched our cover star competition. That's your chance for your horse to be the face of the Horse Feed UK. There are some amazing prizes to win and it's only £2.50 to enter. Head over to the website, thehorsefeeduk.co.uk to check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Keep following us on Instagram and we will see you. We hope that you enjoyed episode 8 of the Horse Feed UK podcast. Thank you very much for your continued support. Head over to the website, Facebook or Instagram page to get involved today. As we say, this is a community podcast. Without our listeners and without you guys getting involved, there wouldn't be a show. Until next time, happy riding and stay safe.